0: Welcome to the Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast with your postnatal expert, Peter Lapp. That, as always, will be me. Today, I am talking about something that is very commonly discussed on diastasis recti support forums. And usually without the real answer being given, can you actually close that last part of your diastasis recti? Can the gap be completely closed? Now, of course, if you're a member of Healthy Postnatal body, you know the answer. But a lot of you aren't, and therefore you might not know. Uh, Also briefly talking about how losing fat can help some people with their diastasis rectal recovery, and a version of a behind-the-label this week. I haven't done that for a while, where I talk about false pricing, false advertising. Um, Especially in health and fitness, this is very, very common. Um, That is what I'll be talking about today. It'll be great fun, I promise. Right, here we go. Hey, welcome to the Alpha Postnatal Buddy Podcast. This is a podcast for the 27th of March 2022. I am surrounded by all, all my lovely animals. I've got Peggy here, I've got Porridge, I've got Kitty lying here, Buddy pottering about, and Red and Lola are both asleep. We just came in from our walkies, so hopefully everyone will settle very, very quickly. I hope you're well. It's been a gloriously, wonderfully sunny day in Edinburgh today and I'm like that for a couple of days so that's always lovely right um, I hope you're well I hope you're looking forward to the Easter break I know some of you are off this week already in the UK I'm not sure what it's like in the USFA but you know it is what it is what am I talking about today let's get cracking let's get straight into this because I'm a very very busy boy Give us a like and subscribe, by the way. I need to get that in early now because uh, I've been told i do that too late on in the podcast. <laughs> Give me a like, subscribe, review the podcast, tell your friends that there's a podcast out there. They can email and all that sort of stuff. Peter at HealthyPostnatalBuddy.com. If you have any questions whatsoever to do with diet, exercise, postnatal exercise, all that sort of stuff. Um, originally, I was going to do an interview this week. But the episode isn't quite ready yet, so that'll be next week. An interview with a wonderful, wonderful um, dietitian called Kirsten Chick, uh, who is absolutely amazing. And she gave up an hour of her time to talk to me about stress management and diet and all that sort of stuff, how these two things interlink. Uh, and hopefully in the future, she'll be back on as well because she has a tremendous amount of knowledge on other stuff. Anyways... That's not what I'm talking about today. So what are we talking about today? Can the gap, the last bit of the gap for diastasis Recti, be completely closed? Um, I was kind of stuck for for a subject this week, because like I said, I had something else planned, but that isn't quite ready yet. And um, Jessica, being the star that she is, old Jess Frower, um came to the rescue. Uh, she had, She said, ah, you need to talk about this because this is popping up all over the diastasis rectus support forums. Obviously, I am not a member of these forums because I hate them, but she is. <laughs> God love her. Um, and the question is usually something along these lines. You know, my eldest child or youngest child is five, nearly five, and I had a five-finger gap that I closed down to one or two over the years, but I can't see to get it to... to Get it, close it any further. Um, I'm an active person and not doing much exercise due to fear it'll open back up. And you know, any idea why I can't close the last part? Um, and the advice that the answers usually giving is uh, given is something along the line of you know keep working at it. I bought system X. You know whether that's Mutu or Katrina Oakley or whoever. It's usually the one they're either selling or our affiliates do. Sometimes um, it's a uh, it's just a genuine recommendation, and that. But then they'll say something along the line of that really helped close mine all the way down, or I'm almost there. Um, so two questions there really from from that bit: A, can you close the gap all the way? And B, should you actually be scared your diastasis rectal will air quotes open up again after you've healed it? And I know I've covered this before, but a lot of you will be newer to the podcast. Um, And like I said, a lot of you won't be members of uh, HealthyPostNatalBody.com. So just to make it very, very clear, there is always a gap between your muscles. You know, the fascial sheet that connects these muscles, that that collagen type, uh, that collagen sheet, um, actually I'll go into that in a little bit as well um, that gets stretched quite a lot and then therefore the gap is more pronounced when your diastasis recti could be all the way healed as in the gap could be all the way healed and your muscle functionality could be good and all that sort of stuff but that gap is completely normal that was always there like I always say there's a reason it's a six pack and not a three pack it's because that line down the middle that you see on the hard six pack is that's the gap, right? So if you know what that was before uh, you were pregnant or before you had diastasis recti, at least, then you'll know roughly how wide it should be um, once your your diastasis, diastasis is completely healed as well, right? You can never close that to the point that there isn't a gap at all. That is just not how it works. The muscles don't get that close together. This is why we tend to say, and by we, I mean us in the fitness world, and physios and all that sort of stuff, uh, tend to say below two and a half, or at least two centimeters, we don't class it as diastasis recti anymore. Um, Now, that doesn't mean that if you have a gap below two and a half centimeters that you don't have diastasis recti, right? You could still have a very deep gap, Um, and your muscle functionality could be poor. And those two things, yeah. in an ideal world, at least the muscle functionality, you really, really want to work on uh, because that's what the problem really is, as I've said many a times before. Um, But that gap isn't an issue anymore if it's below two centimeters because there was always something there. Now, for some people, that was a one centimeter gap or a one and a half centimeter gap. And now it's two. And yeah, that means you could probably squeeze another half a centimeter out of there. Um, but that is not what, what the issue is and you'll never close it all the way. There will never be a time where your stomach muscles, your core muscles on the right are completely adjacent to the ones on the left. Right? That is just not going to happen. That is not the natural position of these things. There's always a gap between these things. Um the second part of that, uh, actually, let me talk about this bit first. The So you have this facial sheet between two muscles. Now, just to explain this, because I saw a very popular video on YouTube get this spectacularly wrong. Um, facial sheets are made up of collagen. Um, and in that way, they're the same as ligaments and all that sort of stuff. And tendons, Right. Their makeup is slightly different, but predominantly they're made up of collagen. And the difference between a ligament and a facial sheet is that ligaments connect bone to bone. Tendons connect bone to muscle. And fascia connect muscle to muscle. So that's an intermuscular sheet. Someone who works with postpartum exercise a lot knows this and will never make that mistake. Um, (laughs) Like I said, Jess sent me very kindly sent me a uh, a video that has like one and a half million views or something like that on postpartum exercise. Um, And you know, it's a good video. There's nothing wrong with it, but you can tell the people aren't really experts because they still refer to ligaments and they refer to diaphragmatic breathing and all that sort of stuff. Which I've like I've said before, there's nothing inherently wrong, but it's not quite right. Um, and am I jealous? yes I am because I would love a video with one and a half million views (laughs) because then YouTube might start paying me some money Um, but that video also hinted that you could close the gap all the way and all that sort of stuff like I said that is just not the case I'm afraid Um, should you be scared the second part of that question right because as you said the lady as, as you heard the lady here was saying that I'm not doing much exercise due to fear it'll open back up. Should you be scared your diastasis recti will open up again after you've healed it? And the answer to that is no. Once you have fully recovered from diastasis recti and everything is working the way it should and everything's functioning the way it should then you don't need to worry about things opening up again or things breaking again. It's the same as a broken leg with regards to once it's healed and strong enough, you can do whatever you want. And this is really quite important because that is what the goal is. The goal of diastasis recovery is not to have a flat stomach. The goal of diastasis recovery is not to have six-pack abs the goal of Diastasis Rectal Recovery is kind of just being able to do anything you could possibly want in life and being okay with it. Whether that is exercise related, such as kettlebell classes, deadlifts and squats and heavy lifting and all that sort of stuff. Or whether that is, you know, being able to live life to the fullest running around after two or three kids and lifting them up and, you know, picking them up off the floor when they have tantrums in the middle of a supermarket. That, that sort of thing. You, that is what diastasis recti recovery is all about. Now, that could well come with a flat stomach. Sure, your stomach will be flatter without diastasis recti. It's likely to be, sorry, is likely to be flatter without diastasis recti than it is with it. But that doesn't mean that it is the goal of diastasis recti recovery. I've had several clients with a completely flat stomach that had a tremendously big gap and really poor muscle functionality. They didn't look like they had an issue, but they really, really did, uh, which is why they came to me, because they had back pain and, and and their core wasn't working properly and all that sort of stuff. So they looked the part, but stuff just didn't quite work right. It's the things working correctly. That is the goal. And when things work correctly, you can't open it up again. On um, If you... If you start doing big deadlifts or big squats or whatever, then you could well get another stomach related injury. Sure. Right. If you do, I don't know, strong man competitions or something along those lines, CrossFit classes. Um, I'm not saying they're dangerous, but you know, if you push yourself really, really hard and instead of breathing through your exercise, you hold your breath and you let that internal pressure on your core build up, you could well again cause, cause yourself an injury but you can always do that, right? I know way too many athletes, and by that I mean athletically uh, active people, people that are functioning at that level, they train really hard and all that sort of stuff, whose core functionality is nowhere near as good as it should be for what they're trying to do. And that inevitably leads to injuries every single time. Um And they can resolve that fairly easily by just doing the right exercises, building up their core strength, and then they can do whatever they want and breathing through uh, their exercises properly. But if you're not aware of that, it's a difficult thing to do. So like I said, you cannot close the gap all the way and you never need to be scared that your diastasis will open up again. That just doesn't happen after you've healed it. Another quick thing that I was asked is, will losing weight help heal my diastasis recti? Uh, Will losing fat help heal my diastasis recti? And the answer to that is really much a, it depends. And I know this is uh, an annoying answer. What most people think of when they're talking about uh, losing fat is they're talking about external fat, fat that you can see. You know, wobbly arms and 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 all that sort of stuff, or a wobbly belly. There is no direct relation between external fat, so subcutaneous fat that just sits under the skin, um, and diastasis recti. There just isn't. I've I've looked, uh, <laughs> I've looked an awful lot to see if I could find any link between the two. However, there is a link between. A high amount of visceral fat and diastasis recti. Um, visceral fat is the fat around your organs and as I always point out diastasis recti is predominantly caused, so it's actually always caused, by internal pressure being too much uh, for, for your core and that causes the separation between the muscles. Um, Visceral fat adds to that pressure, and for some people, especially in men, this can be quite pronounced. Um, it used to be that the whole beer belly thing, right? That that is really what we're talking about. That look, so you're not pregnant anymore, but you're out of position. Your um, your alignment, your your physical alignment is quite poor. So your bum is almost sticking out in front of your uh, in front of your ribs and all that sort of thing. You have that old man at the bar posture that that I talk about in in one of the videos. So your posture is quite poor, your alignment is quite poor, and then you have a lot of visceral fat sitting there that can cause a lot of pressure on the core and on that facial sheet that, that we just spoke about. So losing that visceral fat will have a tremendous benefit if that is the case with you will have a tremendous benefit on your diastasis rectile recovery. Um, If you don't have a high amount of visceral fat, then losing weight in itself will do very, very little for your diastasis rectile recovery. Uh, That doesn't necessarily mean it's not a good idea, but this is why I always say that losing fat is not your starting point when it comes to diastasis rectile recovery. It is not the first thing you do is get that baby weight off and all that sort of thing. Not at all. It is pretty much towards the end. Um, you can make that part of your journey and there are one or two things that you can do for it and all that sort of stuff. To, but, you know, I spoke before about visceral fat with regards to that the lower carb approach. Lower, not low. that a lower carb approach seems to work better for visceral fat and all that sort of stuff. But that is not where you start. I hope that clears that little bit up. Uh, because I think it's um, it's quite an important one. Where are we now? 17 minutes in. Again, it'll be a short one this week. Because I am such a busy, busy boy. And you know, I have one more subject. And a little bit of music. It'll be half an hour anyway. Right? So you, don't worry. You get your money's worth. Uh, But it's free, Pete. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what my point is. In the news this week, um, it's not really in in the news this week. It's more behind the label. So it's a version of the behind the label this week that I I used to do every now and again. I just want to quickly talk about false pricing. So I came across an example of that this week of one of the Instagram accounts that I, they call it hate follow. I don't like following them and they pop up on my feed a lot. It's one of those um one of those forget diet culture sort of dietitians. Um you know your standard diet culture sucks, buy my stuff sort of deal. Um I'm not saying diet culture doesn't suck, by the way. I'm just saying it's the buy my stuff bit I have an issue with. Anyways. Um and they have a new course coming out where they teach you all about what they call gentle nutrition, which is just intuitive eating, right? Uh, with a different name or the first stage of it, which is actually makes this even worse. Um, it's basically eating like an adult and eating with a bit of respect for yourself and with a bit of love for yourself. So you don't hate yourself eating the wrong thing and you don't pat yourself too much on the back for eating the right thing. It's just you eat like an adult. Um, they have this course covered up. and. You, you see this a lot in the health and fitness world. They give you all these things and they list a whole example of um, everything they do. And then they say, total value of this package is $6,300. In this case, it was $6,300. And you can have this now for only $297. Um, and you know, you already kind of know what I'm going Where I hope you already kind of know where I'm going with this. Because it really is just complete and hog watch, right? The value is just never sixty-three hundred dollars. It's it's that's just not what the what the value is. No one has ever paid that price, and it's a really common trick in the health and fitness industry. Um, I was advised when I set up Healthy Plus Natal Body uh, that. I was advised to do the same, right? You say, it's working with me cost. I don't know, $1,000. You can have it for only $100 a year or something like that. I just said, no, it's it's just... First of all, we're comparing apples and oranges. Working with me for 24 sessions is indeed around about $1,000. I don't do it online, by the way, so don't get in touch saying, can you train me on Zoom? No, I can't. I don't have the time. I have a full schedule and that's only what I charge physical personal training clients. Um, If, however, you're in America and you say, Pete, I'm a multi-gazillionaire, I'll fly over. Even if you're in Russia, I'll come over. Well, maybe not in Russia because you can't pay me. But, you know, (laughs) it's... um, You're comparing apples of oranges. You can't say my one-on-one call is 100 bucks. Uh, You get a group call and that is only 60 bucks and you know saving yourself 40 dollars no because they're different right they're different things in the same way that this pre-recorded program uh in my case healthy postnatal body is different from my personal training stuff so i can't say you're getting a 90 percent discount on that when it's clearly a different product in this case her claiming that it's a $6,300 amount of value because there are some pre-recorded videos and all that sort of stuff in there is simply simply—it's simply not true. And please don't fall for it. The, the thing is worth, at best, the $300 <laughs> that they mention it is. Um, and even then, it usually isn't. Right? As soon as anybody goes, I can teach you to eat like an adult because that's what they're saying. Uh, I can teach you gentle nutrition. Uh, Pay me 300 bucks. And you just have to kind of wonder, why am I paying someone $300 to kind of just do what I kind of deep down already know what I need to be doing? Right? Dieticians that are able to teach you a different way to eat are definitely valuable if you have uh, any sort of disordered eating. Um, not eating disorder, right? That's different. Any sort of disordered eating, any sort of whether you eat too much or too little or whether you hate yourself after eating X amount. I would argue if you hate yourself after eating X amount, you don't need a dietitian. you need a psychologist, um, right? To, to work through that rather than a dietitian. But, you know, this is the way of the world these days. Uh, but if they can give you some advice on the things that are eating, to eat that are useful for you, then great. But you don't need to pay $300 for that. They're just not that expensive. The only reason this person claims $300 is value is because they start off on that artificially, on that inflated number of $6,300. I mean, no one's ever paid this woman six grand in their life. (laughs) So it's not worth that much. That is just It's just that simple. Um, anyways, I, I don't like ending on that note, but I'm going to. Uh, Peter at healthypostnatalbody.com If you have any questions or comments or want to get in touch about anything, tell your friends, like I said before, healthypostnatalbody.com And still give, you know, we're always doing three months free, right? Get your free uh, postnatal program. Um, and, you know, you get to email me and I give you answers. To be fair, I do that for non-members a lot as well. But if you're a member, I will actually definitely answer. And usually within 24 hours, because I'm pretty good that way. Um, you know, you have a tremendous week. Next week, I've got an interview again. I'm recording an interview tomorrow with Dr. David Prologo, which will be awesome. I'm recording an other interview about uh, household cleaners and all that sort of stuff. Remember, I spoke last week about uh, household toxins and all that sort of stuff, PFAs. Well, I found someone. I found an expert. And that's what I'm recording next Friday. So that will be for the week after After that. Yes, that's correct. That'll be the 17th of April. I want to say that's the 17th. And that's going to be awesome. I found a doozy of a person to interview about that. Anyways, you have a tremendous week. You take care of yourself. Enjoy the sunshine while it lasts. Right? Here's a new bit of music. Bye now.